This is not alcohol. <laughs> it is. It so is. It is nine in the morning. It's alcohol. We're cracking open a cold one. Cracking open a cold one with the boys to celebrate the last episode of the year. No, it's monster. It's, yeah. it's energy drink. That's what he wants you to believe. Yeah, trust me, we do not see that. No, not at all. <laughs> What's up, Weaves, and welcome back to Anime Lane, the podcast where we take you down the yellow brick road of anime and have a look at everything it has to offer. As always, I'm your host, Rom Latorius, and joining me as always today is Sean. Yay. And Melina. Woo. We have a bounty on our head today as we head into Lupin, Dead or Alive, and we embark on the family odyssey of Wolf Children. Which one do we want to start with? <sighs> Wolf Children hurt me, so I'm going <laughs> to do that last. <laughs> sure. <laughs> what... So which order did you guys watch it? I watched Lupin first. I watched Wolf Children first. You always do this. I'm sorry. Why are you going to be so different, Molina? Um, I feel like we need to coordinate like the order yeah. we watch them in. Yeah. Because there is like, I always feel like whenever we end up picking them, there ends up being like a correct order to watch them <laughs> in. I, whenever we have Lupin, I'm like, we'll leave that for last. And I it seems to always be like it. a mistake a little bit to watch it last. Because I was yes. glad I watched Dead or Alive first in the end. I mean, I ah. watched him a few days apart. Like, I okay. watched Wolf Journal on Friday, mm-hmm. and then Monday did Lupin. So I watched both of, of these last night. <laughs> nice prep. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> like, I, I work over the weekend, so, like, I have, like, very little time mm-hmm. to sometimes fit them in, and so it doesn't mean I'm watching both of them back to back, which is great for, you know, recall, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I will say I kind of felt like I, I maybe should have watched Lupin last as a sort of pick me up because well, Dead or Alive is not a pick me up. It it kind of was for me. Okay, I guess we'll get into Dead or Alive first then. Mm-hmm. Um, this was an odd one. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't quite Mamo odd. Though. No, no, it no, was nowhere Amo, near. Mamo was a giant brain. This is the thing: is like every time I watch a Lupin movie, like in a way, it either has to live up to the like reputation of Cagliostro or it mm-hmm. has to live up to the absolute batshit conversation we got out of Mamo. Yeah. <laughs> and True. I feel like everything except the first just because like that is like a spectacle mm-hmm. hasn't done it oh, yet. No. Which is to say this one because I think we've only watched four Lupin yeah. movies <laughs> so far. Um, feels like more, doesn't it? Yeah, it really oh, does. Yeah. It feels like we're far more immersed in this series. I feel like we know these characters more. Exactly. Um, There's a certain familiarity that doesn't feel like it should just be reached by four movies. Yeah, which I guess is a testament to how these movies characterise mm. everyone. Very well written. Yeah. Where, like, I think even after two, two, watching two movies, we were all like, which this was, is my favourite character. Yeah. Which this was Cagliostro. Like, and Mamo. Yeah. yeah the, the two that are the furthest apart in yeah. quality. I oh, yeah. Think. Dude, any guy like, can just do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, interestingly enough, Mamo was the first Lupin movie, and then Cagliostro was the second. So those two followed within, like, a year of each other wow. when they originally released. And they couldn't be any more different. No, no not at all. Um, but I suppose, you know, that's what happens when you have Hayao Miyazaki directing one of them. <laughs> You're going to get a very different product. Um,. Dead or Alive is, like, aggressively 90s in oh, some yeah. of its. The way it uses technology, like, I had violent throwbacks <laughs> whenever they used a computer, because, like, that was, like, very Windows 95. Oh, yeah. The amount of floppy disks. The amount of floppy disks. <laughs> the, the amount of wireframes. Which I was watching the, the scene where they're in the sort of nanomachine 
thing. Mm-hmm. And like Fujiko's there on the ground and she's like, you know, grabbed by all the nanomachines she's, like, she's trying to get the floppy disk into the, the drive and I'm looking yeah. at it and I'm like, you have it round the wrong way. You have it round the wrong way. And she's still just there and then eventually it just goes in and I'm like, no. nope. Nah, it shouldn't work. <laughs> this is unrealistic. It was like, if we're so used to seeing like regular USB drives yeah. as opposed to tiny and small, and then I didn't. It almost actually threw me for a loop. <laughs> oh yeah, those things. There's also a lot of Lupin doesn't take place in an era where, or at least out of what we've watched, mm-hmm. um, doesn't necessarily take place in an era where you see that level of technology. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, the first was set in the 50s. You know, Hayao Miyazaki is Hayao Miyazaki, so whether it was set in 2010 he wouldn't have used you know um i so said it was weird seeing technology incorporated into like the heart oh, yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. of the movie um it's also very like 90s sci-fi to have nano machines yeah. and mm-hmm. have them function of as that they do. type of that type <laughs> where they're not just like little like swarms they're more just like a robot that is called a nano machine yeah they kind of group together and make um other objects it's very uh stargate in yeah. that regard it's more like a sentient 3d printer which is kind of in in, uh, <laughs> in the stargate universe there's a there's a thing called um the replicants the replicas something like that kind of similar uh what they're called in blade, blade runner because they're they're uh the replicants replicants so i think they're the replicators that's what uh. they're called um and they're literally like nanomachine people and they'll like replicate someone Nano and take on them and become so like another like version of them. And this is kind of what this movie did a little bit with yeah, the Nano Machines. Yeah, yeah. Um But then it doesn't really use the nano machine. Th- this movie is so strange and like it has all of this stuff in it, and it doesn't really do anything with any of it. Because nah. you got um Panish the 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 prince, yeah. which it takes a long time to actually reveal, yeah. and then it's just sort of brushed to the side when it yeah. does. You got the nano machines. You got the whole resistance thing. Yeah. And I'm uh, gonna state by the way, I don't think they actually call it nano machines. They call it the nano machine. The, they they refer to it, yeah. and I don't know how you guys watched it. Did you watch the dub? Or I the, watched the dub. Did you watch the dub? I did, did you, not. Did you watch the subtitles? Because yeah. ah. in the subtitles, there's no like the. So oh. when, until it came up on the screen, I was like, and it's like not just the nano machines; it's the nano machine um, on the yeah. screen, uh, like on the when they're looking at the computer. And I'm like, yeah, I'm glad they they kind of they must have like fixed the subtitles to make it flow a little better. Because I'm like, if they're talking about the nano machines all the time, mm. I'd be annoyed. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I will say, so you guys both watched it subbed then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You missed out on one great thing at the beginning. It's that one, the, uh, in the prologue when they're in that prison thing, which yeah. by the way, has almost nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Well, I yeah. think. Apart from like one character. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that's Lupin breaking the prince out. And I guess sometime after that scene, the prince just fucking dies. And the movie yeah. never addresses that. I thought the implication by the end was that the prince actually was executed. No, because he's like in two. the car with Lupin. Is he? Yeah. Huh. That's so they. Isn't doesn't Lupin break? No, he, he breaks out uh, the advisor guy whose name is Spanky for some reason. 
Yep. Yeah. Like, yes, spanky. Spanky. The sort of a uh, drunk guy. Yeah, you know okay. I, I recognized him. I must have just been trying to fill in any gaps. No. I, I ended the movie thinking, so, oh, he just, he was never alive. Like, he was executed. Yeah. yeah. And it was Lupin all along. Yeah. It was Lupin all <laughs> along. Which is kind of fucked up, by the way. Which yeah. is mad. Like, the film does nothing to really they justify it. They so much effort yeah. to make this poor girl believe, like, her boyfriend was still alive. Yeah. To jump to the ending, by the way, the only, like, sort of slight justification at the end is that that was a pretty mean thing to do to you, wasn't it? As yeah. a sort of offhand, and I'm just like, oh, you think? <laughs> oh, that you thought this was the best way to go about it? You could have maybe told her. I feel like she would have been like, I'll help you out. And then, yeah. like... He even says, like, oh, yeah, also, sorry about not only me playing the part, but my friend playing the part as well. Yeah. I'm like, dude, that's horrifically fucked. Yeah, yeah. I have to sell it to her. You know, she's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, no, she she would go along with you if you were like, hey, just letting you know, I'm going to pretend to be this guy because I want to overthrow yeah. your government. <laughs> but that's <laughs> not even his aim in no, the end. Well, how does he fill the nanomachines with that that's my That is my question. Did he... They're did not the, that advanced. <laughs> did the did the nano machine just not have a DNA sort of scan? Well, this thing? is it because it never really establishes that it scans his DNA. It just sort of has a camera, yeah, that looks at people like the yeah. the tripods in War of the Worlds. That's just dumb. It is really dumb for a nano machine. That's dumb. I was gonna say it's the nineties, but then they have nano machines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's better than the other implication is that the disguise is so well it perfectly replicates Panis down to the <laughs> wow. DNA, and Luke that's a horror really movie. <laughs> it is a more like complex disguise in this one. It shatters like glass. Doesn't yeah, it? Mm-hmm. there's there's something extra going on, and it's weird because there's like one hint at the start of the movie that Lupin would be in a disguise because yeah. like he's I mean, in. There's- technically because you have the beginning one where he's revealed to be the warden yeah mm-hmm. and then also when Zenigata g- finds Lupin takes him he also puts this guy's on the the other guy to pretend to be him ah yeah oh yeah, yeah yeah um I'm more meaning like that's the sort of later on though yeah and yeah. that's a kind of I'd say one of his more normal disguises because Zenigata just kind of pulls it off like a scooby-doo mask mm. I mean wasn't it the helicopter that started yeah blowing yeah, oh, yeah. Wobbled. <laughs> whereas in the start of the film when he's dressed up as the warden and then later when he's dressed up as panish it kind of shatters yeah. more like there's very extravagant yeah <laughs> and i'm like what the fuck is it lupan are you using nano machines <laughs> is, it, is it a suit is it like a metal iron man suit that looks like a guy <laughs> i am iron panish <laughs> to get back to my point from like the prologue by the way for the dub uh the warden and like his little sidekick I remember, I remember looking at them and like, oh, this is sort of like Wario and Waluigi, but in the dub, that's exactly their voices. Wow. Yeah. Like, the Waluigi guy is very much like, wah, <laughs> Oh, that's, oh, that's God. odd. So you missed out on that. Oh, I, I definitely missed You out. also missed out on the dub mispronouncing Jigen's name. It's Gigan. <sighs> I can't remember if Goemon is mispronounced, and instead of Lupin, it's back to Lupin. Which I can sort of forget. Yeah, but. I can forgive that. Um, the reason I didn't watch the dub, and I don't know if I made a note of this in, uh, when I uploaded it to our production flowchart thing, uh, it's a different voice cast, which yeah, I'm sure you noticed. You did. I was just sort of too used to like Lupin being yeah. dubbed, so I was like, I kind of just want to 
that's here, that's fair. I've seen Lupin sub before, and says like I like both uh, the English voice cast we've been watching and the English uh, the, the Japanese voice cast. Mm. I think the only one that they share in this film is Fujiko. Uh, I think she's still voiced by Michelle Ruff in this one. Yeah, I think she might be. It's sort of a different interpretation. Yeah, interpretation. Yeah. But I think in a lot. I think of... that's the only one. I was like, that could be the same person. Yeah, I think a lot of. Like, when it comes to dubs, I think a lot of it comes down to... You can have the same voice actress, or the same VA in general, um, but it comes down to, like, direction as to whether mm. you get the same convincing nature. Yeah. Um, mm. I don't know what it is about this one, but it's sort of... The way... If it is the same person, she, the way she did it in this movie sort of reminded me of Jessie from Pokemon. Mm. Mm. It's interesting because uh, the voice in the Japanese one, I think, is one of the last performances of the original... Oh. Voice actress for Fujiko. Um, she either she passed away or she retired. I can't remember. Uh, shortly after this one, hopefully retired. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> um, and all the stuff I've seen in Japanese is like later Fujiko. So I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, it's she you. sounds different, <laughs> <laughs> but like not bad either. Yeah, like it's I go- different. it was good. Um, my main point. Sorry, uh, <laughs> this is done by Funimation, which means like ninety percent of the cast are just all Dragon Ball. Because Lupin is voiced by Krillin. Oh no. Which I just can't. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't it, Chief. This ain't it, no. And then I think um, Vegeta, Piccolo, and I think he also voices Yamcha, voices Jigen. Mm. And again, can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> in, in the dub, you can tell it's a very different Lupin because he's not got the same sort of high-pitched... Not... Would you say nasally is usually how he sounds? He's got a bit of a nasal, yeah. yeah. He doesn't have that in this dub. He's sort of more standard, deeper voice. Boring. Boring, yeah. That's that's exactly what I was thinking when I heard it. Like, oh, that's that's dull. He is very typical shouty shonen view. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, there's a lot to be said about the the voice cast that we watch. They're very... Like, they they capture something about the roles, I think. You know, Lupin in Japanese is also very kind of... Not necessarily nasally, but he's a bit more free-flowing, a bit higher-pitched, and he's got a bit more dynamicism. And then I think none of the... No offence to, like, most people that work at Funimation. Um, And again, I think this comes down to my comment about, like, you know, direction. They can't capture most characters very well. (laughs) Don't get me wrong, some of them are fantastic. And I don't know if I say that of, like, Stockholm Syndrome for watching Dragon Ball dub for, like, 20 years of my life. We're not judging you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I couldn't couldn't bring myself to watch it dubbed. (laughs) Uh, I'm just too used to the dub. That's fair. Um, I'm sure I'll make it up for the next one we watch where I'll watch it soft and be different. Hopefully it's, it's... not the the main cast then mm, okay <laughs> um I'm, I'm trying to remember what i have on pre-order for lupin at the moment i think i have one film i don't remember what it is um yeah what were we talking about we went kind of on a tangent Sorry, there I, we were just talking about fuji because i think her arc in this story is pretty good weird at the beginning where i'm like oh yeah what the oh, fuck yeah. is happening mm-hmm. like She's we have a, we have like a gladiator style battle <laughs> spike tits. Spike with, tits. with spike tits and i'm like What's happening? Fujiko, wa- what the fuck? <laughs> I was watching this and I messaged Sean and I'm like, I, I don't have the Street Fighter anime. What am I watching? Because <laughs> <laughs> it feels like such a small moment that like, I understand its significance in the story and everything. But I'm like, 
I feel like we could have done this without the spike tits, to be honest. I feel like we didn't need that here. But what purpose did that even serve to the position It just raises so has. many questions as well. Yeah. Like, how? How? Is, is she meant to be a good fighter because she's the bodyguard of the princess? But then she doesn't really... I would she say she wins that fight. She doesn't no. pop up again no, she either. Pop up again, no. No, I, I just assumed it was like, battle for me, I'm your leader, I need to be entertained. I'm gonna be honest. Are you not entertained? <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, I think it, that whole scene is just purely there for the Fujiko introduction. Yeah. Probably. It, it does, it has a very stereotypical... So many ass shots. It starts, <laughs> like, I'm not complaining. <laughs> it starts off with like, Fujiko just takes off like the robe she's wearing and it's just full on No, no, she doesn't shot. take it off. No? She she has knives thrown at her. That oh, yeah, you're the right. It cuts, it cuts off. Yeah. What an introduction. <laughs> Quite the introduction, but then it, we just immediately cut to the ass shot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a there's a moment later where she like sneaks into the the office of like the the dictator mm -hmm. to get onto the computer What's and she's his in name again? Head, Headhunter. Headhunter. Headhunter, yeah. yeah. He even even has a operating system named after him, apparently. Because <laughs> he's evil. Yeah. <laughs> um and she's like in this like skin tight lycra leotard. leotard yeah yeah and there is like there there are so many shots where you they have added in like the detail of her nipples oh yeah yeah and i'm looking at it and i'm like what what <laughs> <laughs> i'm not complaining but did we need this <laughs> yeah like i like fujiko as a character but i feel like we still haven't gotten back to like Cagliostro Fujiko fully. Mm. I don't know if we ever necessarily will. Like there is always some light sexualization, but I think yeah. some movies don't. Yeah. Nothing, at least that I've seen, takes it as far as Mamo, where <laughs> she's basically a, the damsel in distress. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not so much um, sexualization as much as just straight up misogyny. <laughs> yeah, because it was better here, but there were a few too many like shots where I was like. Did we really need to animate this specifically, or take the shot from behind? <laughs> it, it, yeah, I I'd always have to push past like the the eight brain <laughs> whenever yeah, that would same. happen. It was just a, like I understand as an introduction of character because you know she's like mysterious, she's hot. I feel like strong. it always does it this works. sort of thing for for Fujiko because like we fully get like a leg and ass shot when she shows up in the first. Yeah, yeah. But still, I feel like this was slightly too much. The beginning I understood, but all the mm. other, the leotard sequence, I was like, unnecessary. <laughs> we didn't mm. need it. <laughs> didn't, need, didn't need to be a leotard. No. Something for the dads. Yeah. <laughs> Again, why was she wearing a leotard? If she just walked around in her work clothing, people, people would be less weirded out than seeing someone in a leotard. Yeah, because then, like, there's no real purpose for her being in it because no one sees her. And then when she when someone does see her, she's already changed back into like her normal getup. Yeah, because I feel like if you know you're caught wandering around in a leotard or your normal clothes, I'd be confused by the leotard. Normal clothes, like oh you got lost, that's fine, don't worry about it. What were you looking for? Let me help you out. Maybe she's yeah. using the confusion to her advantage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's a few there's uh, there's a lot of stuff in this film that that, that happens that doesn't really serve much of a purpose yeah, i think that's fine though but like the story itself reminded me a lot of castle of cagliostro i said this to yeah, sean yeah, yeah. like yeah, as soon as uh it's just again not kingdom necessarily but mm. you know country 
where you have a girl that needs saving. Yeah, like the the once you boil the plot down, it's like <laughs> almost the exact same to the point that when they first kidnap the princess, that turns out to be a different character. I messaged Sean. I'm like, wait, this is isn't this just Cagliostro? <laughs> it's to the point where I'm pretty sure that that helicopter thing that they're flying in when they first get to the sort of vault is the same one from Cagliostro. It looks, it looks quite similar. similar yeah. yeah. Um, it was funny because when they captured the princess at the start of the movie, I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be Fujiko. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. And I was then, also like Fujiko, of course. Yeah, yeah. I like the little sort of that it didn't play to that expectation. That, That's but good. at the same mm-hmm. time, they they took the wig off, and I'm like. Who are you? <laughs> ah, a new character. Uh, yeah, Ole, Ole, <laughs> which which is partially the reason why I thought this was Spain for a second. Yeah, I guess you've that. got Ole and Panish. Yes. Yeah. Which sound very Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like Panish. You mean like punish? Because in like the original voiceover, it kind of sounds like they just say. Spanish. Yeah, <laughs> there, there's a lot of the like because it's uh, I think it's spanky is sort of pronounced with a sh sound at the start and and the Japanese one spanky spanky. Yeah. Um, in the dub they fall and just say spanky. <laughs> Little old spanky. Spanky. <laughs> Why is his name spanky? Of all the names he could have gone with like Johnny and everything. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like no 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 this is important to his character. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> And he serves no purpose really either. No. He's just kind of there like, oh yeah, remember the beginning scene? It's him. Oh, it's him. He sort of explains something to the characters that they already know. Yeah. There were enough characters already in the film that could have feasibly explained it to them. Like Lupin gets a few scenes with them, but from the reveal later on, you sort of realize he already knew everything he was told. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Also, I gotta ask, did Lupin also start the resistance or were they just around before him? Look, I like to think they were around before because yeah. otherwise it's impressive how did much he, he got Did he just show done. up dressed as Parish and go, I am your, your leader. leader. Your leader. <laughs> and they're like... <laughs> okay. Yeah. I kind of like the idea where like, the resistance have no idea about any of this. Like he just comes on TV, says I'm leading the resistance, and they're just like, "Wait, wait, what? Wait, what? Like, no, fuck it, no, let's just go with it." No, our attack isn't planned for another two years. What are you doing? <laughs> no, I like the idea that they just go, "Fuck it, let's just go with it." Yeah. Uh, fucking Westerners coming in and taking up the, taking the resistance. Our resistance. <laughs> We're about to go into a very different yeah. conversation. Yeah. Like I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty recently, so there's just there's weird parallels going <laughs> on. I didn't expect that from a Lupin movie. No. I'll be honest, until you mentioned Middle East, there nothing in my brain clicked as it to being No, because the movie no. I literally only noticed that because it said that on the Wikipedia page. Wow. I I just my first thought was Turkey. <laughs> yeah, I would have made more sense. Yeah. I don't know if it's like I've just seen too many anime at this point that like sometimes I just don't question where something is set. I'll just sort of take note of where it's taking influence from. But then again, like very little of it struck me as Middle Eastern influence. Yeah, like, I mean, as I said, along with like the names of Mm. Ole and Panish, there was some sort of like the way the town looked screamed to me like Iberia or something. Yeah, there's there's one. I think it's where I think it's where Ole's bar is. Where you like come up the stairs and then there's like another set of yeah, stairs and there's yeah, water yeah. coming down. And I'm like, I'm looking at this and I've I'm I'm like I've seen this somewhere. I've seen this exact street in another yeah. movie yeah. and I can't place where it is. And I'm pretty sure it was European. I was I was literally saying to myself, 
I've been to Ibiza before. This is exactly what it looks mm. like. Mm-hmm. So that's what where I was getting that, and obviously that's Spain. <laughs> Just in the back of every shot in the toes. <laughs> Just some British screaming. Yeah. Would have, would have you made just hear caramel dancing in the distance. And caramel dancing. If I had car- caramel dancing at any point in this movie, best movie of all time. Oh, yeah. Just yesterday, I was listening to a trombone version. Yes! Yes! I will show you guys later. Trombone Champ is has let people now make custom songs, and we will listen to the Caramel Dancing one after this. Podcast. Oh, I want to. <laughs> I have both versions in my my playlist, wow. like the original, the original, and the sped up. No, or... the the original is in Swedish, Swedish, Swedish yeah, and, and it's very the, slow. The English cover. Mm-hmm. I I think it must be like a sped up version of the Swedish oh, one because okay, it's yeah. basically just the same instrumental. Just different vocals all yeah, over it. Yeah. Uh, if if we can, if it's possible, can we have the background music of this episode? <laughs> the trombone specifically, and it will just weirdly continue. There's just going to be all. a visual of the the tower from from, from Half Life to <laughs> the Citadel. <laughs> the Citadel. Wow, the Citadel's never lit up that well before. This is taking a turn. I feel like Oli's bar needed some music and that's it. Also, she's a secret agent and owns a bar. Yeah, I'm so confused by that. Busy fucking lady, like, girl boss. Hell yeah, but girl. I mean, doesn't, like, the second in command guy whose name I'm forgetting... Crisis? Yeah. (laughs) Is that his name? That's his stupid name. I know. It appears we are in a state of... Crisis just looks at you, cold sir. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, doesn't he explain at one point that like they set up her bar as like a favor for like her work or something? I think so. Yeah, it sort of like heads that she's meant to be gathering information, but uh, no one fucking goes to her bar. Yeah, her bar is empty. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hidden as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a sign. There's a small there's sign, a sign. Sign. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like you go down the stairs. And then there's like one of those kind of arch, not archways, but you know, like insets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the sign is on the side of the inset that you can't see until you've walked down the stairs and are facing the door. Look, her <laughs> bar is clearly not doing well. She does not know how to make a profit or break even, <laughs> Look, I think. She hasn't been doing well for the last couple of years. Cut her some slack. <laughs> I got, uh, I got her partner was killed. He was yeah, executed. Yeah, exactly. She's been through a lot. Maybe she wants to hide away. I like to think that like the the new government with Headhunter was like, so I'm sorry I killed your partner. Do you want a bar? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm so sorry, but like, want a we bar? can we can repay you in alcohol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's there's a line, and I miss I might be misremembering this, but I'm sure they even say that like they've gave it to her kind of in memory of him because. He ran a bar too? But he was the prince. Yeah, that's what confused me. (laughs) I'm sorry, but a bar run by a prince is the best thing ever. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, would you like the royal special? (laughs) He just comes out and starts stripping. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole different type of bar. That's a whole different type of bar. (laughs) Wait, no, if you have a name like Punish, you're only so few steps away (laughs) from being a stripper. You know, we got a lot of Fujiko love. We maybe needed that to balance (laughs) it out. Equality. <laughs> Where have we gone with this? 
<laughs> Sometimes now we I... are dead all alive haha <laughs> <laughs> also yeah <laughs> sometimes I like we record these and I put them out later and I'm like what the fuck are people gonna think when they listen to this we sort of set it up as, and, and have like this veneer of seriousness <laughs> yeah, we like to think this is the more serious of our podcast and it's not <laughs> it's the more planned out podcast it doesn't yeah. mean it's more professional oh, yeah that's it um I, I think I said this to Sean while I was watching it. I think that this would have been more entertaining and more... Not palatable. Um, and uh, I said interesting, right? Mm-hmm. You said interesting. I'm trying to think. I had another word I was going to say and I've totally blanked it. Um, it uh, if it were told non-linearly, there's so many events that happen over the mm-hmm. film that like you could have cut this scene from earlier in the movie I'm a, I'm a bit far away from Mike there um, there's there's so many scenes that happen kind of earlier in the film that you could have just kind of cut off the first like 40 minutes yeah and then when other things are happening insert those scenes mm. oh yeah 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 um, like I think the scene with uh... oh fuck what scene was it there's a scene that I was thinking would have fit nicely in when Fujiko gains access to the computer and I can't remember what one it was. Hmm. You tried describing? Nope. <laughs> if you could, you would Never be telling more. us. Why am I asking? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's so many moments. Like, the, the scene from the, get, the beginning of the movie would have maybe fit better. Maybe when we've met Headhunter? Yeah, yeah maybe, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I feel like the scene where, like, Lupin first goes, like, the sort of ball could have been cut in later as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Fujiko... Ah, that's it. The scene where Fujiko gets into the computer maybe would have, like, you could have cut her introductory scene and put it, like, there and explain mm. why she's mm. sort of. It would have given yeah. a little more context yeah. for that scene because currently where it sits in the film doesn't serve much purpose other than a... Uh, here she is. Here she is. <laughs> here she is. There's your ass shot. Yeah. There, and that's everyone done. Yes. We hit all the target demographics. <laughs> all right, let's continue on now. <laughs> I guess we should also address the um the style of this this movie. It's very different. Um, mm. And uh, Goemon, in like 50% of the films we've watched, just doesn't look like himself. Because in Mamo, he looks very off. He's got that mm. banana head. And to, to a point where I think he's a slightly different skin tone as well. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, uh, a, that's a bit low. yeah Ooh. and here he is just a guy he's a guy he is a guy yeah but there's like when you see him and then you like see like a full like close up of his face i'm like you are very generic anime character in this movie yeah. and then senigata's chin yeah, you could open up a bottle know, on that motherfucker. I, I was, you know how you have butt chins? He is like a butt chin, but the cheeks are separated. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the cheeks are malformed, double cheeked up. On <laughs> <laughs> a loopout afternoon. It's like he's two like singular butt cheeks yeah. just on the side of his chin, not on the front yeah. of his chin. Yeah, <laughs> because he he normally has a butt chin. But you need a small line to get yeah. that animation. Yeah. Not Here two separate he's sacks. Yeah. <laughs> He could clap with those boys. <laughs> <laughs> he be twerking when he nods. <laughs> and he was he was fun in this movie because yeah. I I love how his character in this one just boils down to 
I will be wherever this fucker goes, yeah. and I will get him. I I, lo- I do love the fact that it's a it's a different. It's like on the opposite spectrum where I was in the first, where he was a lot more silly. Yeah, in the first one, this one he is like more serious. He's still mm. got the obsessiveness. Yeah, but there's mm-hmm. a hint, there's a hint more of like badass. Yeah, he was gonna write a fucking book. Oh, I yeah. love that dialogue in that scene was just great. It's like I'm gonna write a book. It's called Love and War. How I call it. Yeah. It's like first I wanted to call it war, but you know, I added love to appeal to the female audience. audience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He knows that it's is a great line. Yeah. <laughs> He's literally gonna go with like a really long name that I'm now forgetting. Oh yeah, it was too long for me to remember yeah. as well. And the way he said it, he was so proud of it. <laughs> yeah, it was like it's good that this is how you spend yeah, your time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> This is what he's doing when Lupin isn't doing anything. Yeah, he's like, well, better get this memoir out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> For when I've caught him. <laughs> I, I think one of my favorite parts was when, like, it's after, like, uh, Lupin's just escaped being shot at by, like, Headhunter's goons in, like, the beginning part of the movie. Mm-hmm. And either Crisis or Headhunter says, there's no way Lupin could have survived that fall. And Zenigata just fucking wheezes. Yeah. yeah. Like... <laughs> Stupid fuck. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. This is I, a man that's been through some yeah. shit. <laughs> you haven't seen the things I have seen. I I, I was imagining like the, the bit from B movie for that, you know, Patrick Warburton's character's reaction image where he like turns around. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ending of this movie is a bit weird. Oh yeah, I the ending is like the weakest part of the movie. Yeah. yeah. I think like Mystery of Marmo, it had the quadruple ending syndrome. Yeah. Where you're like, mm. and that no, okay, that's not the end. Now we're no okay, we're gonna continue. Like, why do we oh okay, no, we're still continuing. <laughs> yes. There's okay. a full epilogue. Yeah. yeah. Didn't need didn't need the epilogue to me. No. The whole I'm gonna go north. I'm gonna go east. I'm yeah. Gonna go west. I, I think gonna... it's like <laughs> You sort of have the scene over the cliff where they're like talking, mm-hmm. and that could have been a nice end. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it just it keeps going. <laughs> yeah, and then headhunter and headhunter shows back up, and he's made he, gold. He's made of nano machines because oh, the nano machines yeah, yeah. are <laughs> it's such a stupid nano machine agitated <laughs> atoms of gold apparently. And I'm, they shown earlier-ish. They hinted that they had like an AU yeah. like mm. reflecting on. Uh-huh. I think Lupin's or Fujiko's. I eye. think it was Lupin's. Mm. Eye. And I was like, okay, so that's why they're interested. I he suppose. has a full like line explaining yeah. it, and yeah. I'm like, okay, okay, <laughs> sure, sure, man. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I sent you that image. Yeah. <laughs> like when they, I guess when the film ended, I was I sent the like very pissed off guy. Where he's like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, it was that. Yeah, because like, they kill the nano the nano machine head hunter, and he just becomes gold ashes yeah. basically. And, and like, like they get their treasure because they kind of don't have any at the end of the movie. No, they had the giant mountain of gold. But yeah, they did. Apparently, the country took that. <laughs> Which, yeah. fair enough. You know, they need some yeah. help to rebuild. Yeah. To clear up, you actually sent the I guess when it was revealed that Lupin was panicked. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but you just go, fine. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I'm happy, like, they reveal that, and immediately, I think most people are like, no, 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 you were in the bar and he was there. Yeah. And then immediately yeah, he was like, well, you might be thinking how I did this one. Thank you. Well, Thank you. I'll go through it. Actually, <laughs> I think I did say that it was. 
a more convincing in disguise reveal than mm. like some yeah. of the other ones because even though we'd seen Lupin in disguise prior, there's like no reason throughout the film for us to believe yeah. that Panish doesn't exist. Which is a whole other can of worms in and of itself. Oh, yeah. Because but suddenly I, your justification for him being in disguise falls apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is the immediate thing I thought of when I got to, to the reveal. Yeah. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. No. I, and like, yeah. it, it sort of for me breaks one of the uh, like indelible rules of mystery. Mm-hmm. And that's that you have to put in enough hints to your viewers for them to conceivably be able to figure it out themselves, mm. especially upon a rewatch. Yeah, on a rewatch, mm. it's important. First watch, yeah. I don't... You should be able to at least look back and be like, oh, so that's why this Yeah, happened. there was only one singular hint that I got that mm. made me sort of suspect, but I was, but at the time I was like, nah, that, that doesn't make any Is sense. Is that the kiss? The kiss, yeah. I think that's too close to the reveal to count. Okay. Because yeah. um, I think it's like, if you read any Ag- Agatha Christie, it's like, you can go back and you can sort of see all the, mm, the yeah, kind of yeah. hints and... and yeah points towards it and i think if you watch knives out as well it's, it's yeah, similar yeah. i was just for a more s- recent example i was actually gonna say gravity falls <laughs> or gravity falls as well yeah there's hints throughout like that first season and the first half of the sec- second season before a big reveal happens yeah. where you can sort you sort of go back and you realize yeah and it adds more context to already pretty good episodes uh-huh. any any good mystery you should be able to go back and put the pieces together and see how it led up to that mm-hmm. whereas dead or alive it, it breaks that that rule yeah it really does yeah. um it's just sort of more in the sense of here's a sudden reveal I yeah bet you, bet you didn't see that coming <laughs> but I, I think no one would respond to this with, what more like what, what? Huh? why <laughs> why <laughs> sure i, I guess <laughs> <laughs> exactly why the fuck like not at this point i feel like the the way we all view lupon is like sure yeah <laughs> whatever <laughs> cool do that yeah i guess why the fuck not <laughs> and it's it's funny it's i don't think it's written by the the original author but this is directed by the original author mm. yeah so yeah i feel like it should be a little more i was kind of hoping it would be better because of that i mean i was scared going in like yeah because he's mainly like a manga artist oh yeah this was his one yeah like, so. because no one else would direct it Okay. And he directed it and fucking hated it. Uh, okay, <laughs> I, I was sort of scared going in that like this might just be something you, you, you can't do. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's he's very much said that like well he was director in name like it's very much down to a lot of the other staff that the okay. film came together the way it did, which is you know for better or worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can sort of tell actually now that I think about it. The, the film's kind of inconsistent, I'd say like at times in a stylistic sense mm-hmm. yeah. and i don't know if that's something to do with like the maybe the way the film's being preserved there's a lot of shots that i'm like looking at and i'm like that's very blurry um and it means that like characters are hard not hard to discern yeah, but they yeah. don't look as uh well fleshed out yeah. yeah i mean it misses some now you mention it i feel like it does misses a bit of heart you know in yeah it? Mm. yeah like you don't feel the effort that's been put uh-huh. in as much as the other ones I think. yeah like as much as mamo is is batshit. fucking batshit <laughs> there's a lot of heart in that film oh, yeah um and and you can feel that everyone involved wanted to make that and it's the same with cagliostro but then you have the whole thing of like miyazaki's overriding vision and perfectionism which we'll not it's talk a whole about a whole other thing, whole yeah. other thing. Whole thing yeah. um 
here, yeah, it didn't feel like a, a work of love, I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, I, I get that and I won't say it makes it good, mm. but I did sort of in, enjoy the fact that this felt more chill in terms of I, like, uh, yeah i get watching. that like it was it was easy to just sort of sit back and relax and just go with it mm. i think i'm i'm the one that's mainly feeling that more than you too i i think i don't necessarily mind that but i think it expected you to go with too much yeah yeah like it would do things and you're just expected to i will say be okay with it i was sort of hitting the limit of that by the end because when when it got to the point where like that fucking fake headhunter mm-hmm. came in i was like Oh, this is stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Which they say, oh, to not know that you are made of gold made me think, art was, was that? The whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I was. But that wouldn't make But that sense. one that came in at the end didn't have the bullet wound in his head. Yeah. That's what made me think, okay, this must be one of the sort of clones he had made. But all the clones were like massive. Ginormous. Yeah. Dead or alive does not kill. <laughs> he made one tiny one. like, he will be my friend. Yeah. And he just. I, you always gotta get a backup, you. <laughs> you never know what can happen. Exactly. You, Look at Punish. Some guy could throw a knife. At, some guy could throw a knife at a bullet, and it would shoot you in the head. Because that oh, happens. Don't. I fucking hate that. I, I'm gonna be honest. I love that. I'm like looking at it, and I'm like, yeah, that's how a gun works. But that's not how you fire a bullet. I'm gonna be honest. At that point. <laughs> I literally have the note because I I had notes throughout, which were basically <laughs> my reactions I would have sent to you if I hadn't watched it first. Mm. And I think my exact note was, he threw a knife at a bullet to make it fire. No, 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 you're missing the key component here. He the lodged it in was- a tree. <laughs> oh, he lodged it in a tree. Add that to that. <laughs> and I just ended it with, this movie's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, looking at this now, by the way, there is a sudden tonal shift, like, near, like, the beginning of the third act, when Headhunter just beheads a guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, that was weird. really, like, cut in half as yeah. well. Yeah, Up And until... then we just watched the blood drip. Yeah. <laughs> Up until <laughs> that point in the movie, there's been almost no blood. Yeah, I'd say movie. there's been very little violence Yeah, there's, well. a, there's been cartoon violence, yeah. like, yeah, explosion yeah. and stuff, but then, like... This guy comes up to him, I forget what he says, like, they've lost Lupin or something. Uh, I think so. I think, it's, didn't they say, oh, they're at the this place Yeah, or like, something. they couldn't yeah. capture yeah. him or whatever. And yeah. Headhunter just straights up, st- anime strikes through his yeah. neck, and, like, the blood just seeps out. Yes. And he gets beheaded, and I was, I literally, my jaw dropped when I watched that, and I went, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my wobble. <laughs> it came so out of left field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does take a sudden turn in the last yeah. half. Also, for a film called Dead or Alive, and literal, the literal case saying there is a $1 million bounty on Lupin's head, the film does not give a flying fuck. Yeah, the whole thing about... Because even in the original voiceover, they say, dead or alive. Yeah. <laughs> what, which English. is very, yeah. dead or alive. <laughs> they say dead or alive multiple times. I the think dog. they say it the once. The once in English. Yeah. To really drive it home. Like, yeah. You know the title of this movie? We couldn't figure <laughs> out anything better. John, the clip from Arrested Development when they said that, where Ron Howard cuts in the narration going, hey, that's the name of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just sent the gif of, ah, ah, he said it, he said it, <laughs> he said the thing! It's the, it's the, it's the title! I get it! <laughs> they don't, they don't, they say it once, and there's Lupin's like, 
so yeah. <laughs> oh no you get this is like, gonna change the story you get like nah. what three assassins yeah, trying one, to kill him mm-hmm. all in one chase scene all in one scene yeah. yeah yeah two of which are never seen again two of which are hinted at and then one just shows up <laughs> oh yeah mm-hmm. he just sort of falls into one yeah and she's like haha i'm actually an, an assassin <laughs> yeah <laughs> which you know i think everyone's seen coming yeah yeah when she turned around and actually hit the guy, I was like, oh, you've, you're you're an assassin. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as he landed on her bike, I'm like, ah, too yep. co- That's mm. too much of a coincidence yep. right yeah. there. <laughs> now that we've said it out loud, I really wish this movie was just a, a, almost like the story of Ar- Batman Arkham Origins, where like the story is just Lupin's being hunted by all these assassins mm. and he just has to escape them for like That, would be that was hours. sort of the film I was expecting, to I, be honest. I kind of wish we had gotten that. Yeah. Instead, of, instead of him just falling into <laughs> this revolution yeah and leading it and leading it maybe accidentally (laughs) (laughs) and then he fucks off yeah Yeah, and then he's like yeah you'll figure it out (laughs) that country's fucked (laughs) (laughs) uh Mm. yeah okay so ratings i i feel like i can't think of anything else to say about this no Uh, okay i can check my notes again because i've got (laughs) i i do have quite a few I think for me it's a solid seven um yeah it just misses that heart for me yeah I'd, like, I'd say seven you yeah. know for the most part the animation is competent and stylistically i do like what it's mm-hmm. aiming for um so i mean we haven't mentioned it yet but i love how it doesn't matter what the fuck is happening on screen yuji ono is just in the corner fucking vibing on the soundtrack oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. like the oh there's there's a part in the opening of the film where like it totally doesn't matter. Oh, it's when they first go into like the the whole nano machine drift aisle yeah. thing, and they're like fighting for their lives against them. And Yuji's just there with a sax, just yeah. fucking vibing. And I'm like, I was so close to almost hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're back. Yeah, a couple more notes just to click quickly, bit fire them through. The two big points that made me laugh are both mm. sort of similar in that they're sort of just parodies of brands. Because when Lupin sends that video to like head, oh, so me. No, mm-hmm. well, there's so me on the thing, but yeah. like his his little ident at the beginning is just the 20th century <laughs> Fox logo yeah. with Lupin the Third Productions. That made me laugh. That made me laugh as well. <laughs> like I was like, okay, that's the best joke in the movie. <laughs> so me is everywhere. So why so me is everywhere. And the last thing I just want to mention, the dub has lots of accents. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. That must make it so much more confusing as well. Are any of them Middle Eastern? Uh, I think so. Oh, no. It's hard to tell. <laughs> oh, no. Olay's given, like, an accent. Oh, Headhunter's no. given an accent. Right. Everyone that's not, like... You get an accent. You get an accent. <laughs> everyone gets an accent. Basically, and everyone is- that's not, like, the main mm. normal cast has give- is given an accent. And, and I watched the credits, and I seen all the names rolling past, and I know it's a very... It would have been, like, very mid-2000s Funimation dubbing this. So not one of them is uh, is, is not white. No. <laughs> all of them are... Are milk toast. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I don't think any of them were good. <laughs> I'll just say that. God, I wish they had redubbed this. That sort of goes <laughs> into the sort of Wario and Waluigi thing at the yeah. beginning of the movie. Makes sense now. Like, just imagine that <laughs> yeah. sort of energy in terms God. of how the accents were done. Mm. Only, mm. I, you know what I don't get? 
Discotheque have been releasing again, like re-releasing all the the loop and stuff onto Blu-ray uh, under like a master license that they have. And like I, I we've covered this sort of in the past, where like some of the dubbing is messy as fuck. Like Mamo mm-hmm. has four different dubs, Cagliostro has like two or three, and then there's the different casts. And so you have the current cast, you know, Tony Oliver Lupin, um, Richard Epcar is Jigen, the guy who plays uh Cortex as as uh, going on, yeah, yeah. Lex Lang, Lex Lang, and Michelle Ruff as Fujiko, and then you have all the Funimation stuff. And what I don't get is why they haven't gone back and like redubbed all the Funimation stuff because they they are like the ones dubbing Lupin anyway right yeah. now. So why not cover it with a consistent voice cast yeah. who are sort of almost at this point to me institutionalized as yeah, these yeah. characters. Mm-hmm. Um, like I will say, from watching the first, it felt like those were the natural voices. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, they they released part one of the anime, like the original run of the anime, on Blu-ray recently, and that was dubbed with the new cast because it had never been dubbed Ooh. before. <laughs> and then they dubbed part five and six, and that you know it really kind of cemented these are the voice yeah. actors, the canonical voice, the canonical voice actors. So I'd, yeah, I'd love it if they could have gone back and redubbed all these, especially hearing what you've just said about the accents, because that's oh, yeah. a bit oof nowadays. It is very mm. <laughs> good reason. Yeah. Um, so yeah, seven out of ten from you, Melina. Seven, yeah. I give it a seven. Yeah, I'd give it a seven. Um, I think Mamo ranks like a little higher. But again, I think it's like the the bar of that is maybe elevated because the conversation we had around yeah. it was just yeah. fantastic. <laughs> if we're going by the conversation, Mama would probably be about a seven. But mm. I, I'm going to be honest, I'd rate it like a six. Mm. Maybe 6.5, but it's just because mm. it wasn't a nice experience to watch. Yeah, mm. I think some of the animation I really liked in, uh, in Mamo, whereas I can't think of any standout moments in Dead or Alive. I've... I've- I will say I did sort of like the animation in Dead of Alive, but not in the same sort of I like dynamic the sense. And style. More like that sort of chill sense. Like I could mm. have this as like a wallpaper, like yeah. on like my my laptop or something. I, I, I said to Melina when you were checking your notes, I like the style, but nothing particularly about any scene mm. kind of sticks out as you know. There's moments from Mamo or Cagliostro that I'd see and I'd know that's those movies. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this, I could easily get it doesn't it mixed stand up. out. Nah. I will agree. Um. So yeah, I think so. Seven, 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 seven. Yeah. Seven. Wow. Seven. Seven. Insert that friends clip. Why are we all white? (laughs) (laughs) We were born that way. We're moving on to will children. Oh. Let's get emotional. I. This is a. Of an angel. This movie was heartbreaking. I fucking adore this movie. I do not. What? what? No, no, no! Please don't tell me you did not like this. I am too disturbed by certain things. And Just, is it like the there's describe, so many creative choices? When I described this movie to you guys, I was worried the whole she fucks a wolf would be the instant like no one wants to watch it moment. The thing is, I could have accepted it if. Because they established a very clear, this guy can turn into a wolf, but doesn't have to. Why the fuck do they need to have sex while he's a wolf? <laughs> Who instigated that? Okay, that? Look, 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 I, I, why? look w- watching it again to last night, I, I did question, like, because I've seen it a couple of times before, and I, every time 
in my mind when I think back on it, I, I place him as being human when they fuck. Because it's a bit weird that they it's fuck when he's weird. a wolf. Yeah. It's too weird. When I watch the I mean he wakes up as a human, so there's there's an opening where you could think that, but like the instigating scene. Yeah. He's very wolf. As soon as his hand comes up, you're what? like, oh, <laughs> oh no. And then it yeah. just gets worse as his head comes in. <laughs> I will say, I, when I got to that scene, I was very tempted to go, can I just fast forward this? Yeah. yeah like, I don't, don't want to watch this. I, I was scared at how much... But were you hung up on that one part of the movie? Because it's, I'd say it's like extremely insignificant. It's a very tiny part the, of the movie. The other part that bothered me is that the choice they made for the children wolves is that they can be human, wolf... Or the weirdest fucking halfway point. Or the, the hybrid. Oh, I, I the hybrid was too furry, like, uh, for me to the point where I was like disturbed by it. I, I I sort of get the adorableness, but I get where you're coming from, Melina, as well. So I, I guess was, I'm sort of half and half. I, I thought I it would just, have been adorable, better story if they went for either. I like not the, the, middle, the ground. middle ground to sort of show that like indecisiveness they're not really sure which one they want to be yeah like and i also found the animation around however they turned in just yeah that was cute as fuck I, yeah i will say when it, when they were like the little kids mm-hmm. and like mainly the sister kept turning into like a puppy whenever she got yeah. like angry or emotional that was fucking adorable yeah i loved that it was more near the end when she's sort of talking to the guy uh, that i don't like yeah. I don't like when she's in school and then when she, when she scratches his ear and then when she tells him at the end I find that like very weird yeah because in the scene where the dad shows the mum he fully transforms which is yeah. a nice sort of sequence yeah um she does not no Yuki doesn't and it's weird because she's like too human in that scene I'd say yeah I think like story wise it's the sense that like oh she's still trying to it's all that year of years of repressing Mm. like still like sort of not letting her go fully yeah because the way the the kids go is that the son embraces the wolf side but like the Mm -hmm. daughter embraces inside me there are two wolves I I hate to say to me was very predictable because it was oh he's the quiet one he's gonna embrace the wolfness she's the the feisty one that's like I like running free she's I mean, gonna the embrace film the film kind of leads you to believe in that they'd go the other way yeah Which like is... I sort of was leading that way at first but it was obviously it wasn't until like the the, the sun almost fucking drowns yeah that the switch happens and I'm like oh okay this could maybe switch now mm. <laughs> he bonked his head and now he wants to be the wolf <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on all levels ex- including physical <laughs> yeah. I am a wolf <laughs> I think the mom is the best character to me. Well, she's the main character. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I adore her story. A she lot. goes through so sweet. much. She goes through too much. She needs hugs. She and needs all the appreciation. Too. Well, it's called wolf children. I think it's like there's a certain way of kind of looking at the movie in that it's a film about motherhood mm-hmm. rather than a film about childhood and decision of yeah, and like race. Yeah. The video, because you sent a video. Yeah, did you watch the video I sent? No. Ah, it was okay, so... on, it was right next to like the uh, the link on, mm-hmm. on Trello mm-hmm. that you sort of sent. And like that 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 video opens up with. So I was gonna watch this movie for Mother's Day. Yeah. And that sort of clicked like, oh, this is very much a Mother's Day movie. Yeah. I kind of want to show my mom the film to see what she thinks of it. Um, but I 
can't really get past the the part of the fact that she fucks a wolf. I don't really want to show my yeah. mom that. No, fair. <laughs> gonna, I so this is the type of movies you like, son? Yeah, that's the part I'm concerned about. This is an outlier. <laughs> I don't have to deal with that because I know my mom would just not watch the, this at all because it's animated and for some reason she hates animation. Oh, okay. I don't know my why. That's a problem. I know yeah. it's a problem. People. I don't understand it. She's never given me a reason other than it's stupid. A My lot of family people do. just says it's for children. Yeah, that's anime. that's she doesn't a lot even of the justification say that. people give. Probably because I watch she knows I watch mm. animated stuff, but like mm-hmm. she just says cartoons are stupid. And yeah. That's it. Mm. It, <sighs> it annoys me every time it yeah, comes up. Yeah, that would bother me as well. But whatever, I've accepted it. Um where were we going? Uh a oh, very the motherhood yeah, yeah, yeah. story. Uh yeah, the video does cover that quite nicely as well as talking about the technicalities of the the lateral tracking shot. If you, yeah, if you're wondering what video it is, it's from every frame, frame of painting. painting. I'll yeah. link it down below. It's, it's an interesting video. It's nothing it? important to. It's like six minutes long. Yeah. It's not. It's not a big video essay. It's mm. nice. Hmm. I'll have a look at it later. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's very much. A, I just bit my own tongue. <laughs> <laughs> it's the very Wolfangs. much a film about motherhood. Oh, I yeah. think and. Young motherhood, young motherhood. Yeah. She's yeah. like struggling. She, she's like twenty. 19? Well, at the beginning, she's like twenty, but I think the kids end up being like ten years old, so she's like early thirties. I think. Mm-hmm. Wow, she does. She not doesn't age. look it. No, no. <laughs> she, I mean, she has. I imagine she has to be at that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. It would make sense. There, there's a couple of scenes where she, there's like she's smiling and she just looks fucking dumb. She looks <laughs> fucking dumb as fuck. I kind of love that though. Yeah. yeah. She is very head empty looking. She, I mean, mm-hmm. she was sort of just raised on that, even if it gets hard, just keep smiling. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so there's a reason for it. Mm. And I it, like how like Clint Eastwood in this <laughs> film. Clint Eastwood. He looks like Clint Eastwood. He does. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Grandpa, grandpa. Nijisaki. No, yes. hold on. That's, that's an idol group. Oh, the angry grandpa. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Pissed off old. He old man lovely. Logan. He was nice. He's old... one of those assholes where you're like, he cares, but he's not going to show. He's very cares. much Clint Eastwood's character in Gran I'm, Torino. I'm mm-hmm. half laughing because I called him old man Logan. Ah, <laughs> similar, similar yeah. thinking. Um, he very much looks like Clint Eastwood to me. Um, he does. That's also funny. Yeah. Um, he, he fully is like, why the fuck are you always smiling? <laughs> He's like, I'm a grumpy old man. Why the fuck are you smiling? Like, fuck off. <laughs> and then proceeds to give her like, Everything, Everything, yeah. He's so nice, but he's such an arsehole. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, can we talk about the scene? (laughs) Because I fully believe that kids do this. I mean, kids do do this. Where uh, she finds Yuki just like laid out on the floor puking up because she fucking bit into one of the silica gel packets. I found that fucking hilarious. That was great and the just the moment where she's standing like vet hospital <laughs> yeah. vet hospital and then she calls them i felt really bad laughing yeah because it's a very serious scene but then yuki like disturbs all of it by going i'm hungry feed me yeah <laughs> mother <laughs> i require sustenance <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile there's like abby that like the son is just like he's a literal like newborn yeah. on the back just sort of sleeping and vibing this whole thing yeah rightfully <laughs> did you call him Abby? Abby that's how Ami. Ami. yes Ami. oh Ami. I thought it was because he's named after rain Yuki's named after snow because oh. that was the weather of the day that they were both born oh. and she's called Hannah because there were flip 
Look, I don't like the naming of the people in this movie. It sound, very much <laughs> sounds like how a young mother would name her children. I'll yeah. say that. She's called Hannah because her, there were flowers growing near her when she was born, apparently, and her dad was just like, yep. Flower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not very creative with their names no. in this family. No, and the thing is, they're, they, she mentioned specific flowers, yet he just called her Flower. Yeah. Well, that's the most dad thing I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> Find something, my dear. Like, what shall we name our child? Ah, uh, there's a flower. I don't, know, I don't know the name of that fucking flower. You're just a flower now. Flower, beautiful. <laughs> That's it. I love you, flower. <laughs> Which somehow leads into him saying she should smile when look that just mm. yeah. There's parts of this movie that I just kind of brush past. A bit too gooey. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. a bit too. Like the scene when near the end of the film where she's like looking for Ami when he's ran into the forest during the rain and she kind of gets knocked out mm-hmm. and she sees the dad. Mm. Yeah. I fucking hate that scene yeah, that's, so much. That was very, it was almost Disney. It mm-hmm. was. Where he's like, he's fine. She's like, but he's no, my he child. Isn't. And she's like, he's fine. No, he isn't. Let the boy run into the forest. He's 10 years old. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I will say the ending of this movie didn't really click with me because I get that like 10, 10 year old wolves are like considered adults, yeah. but like, dude, I, you don't his, need to abandon few, the family completely. His few months with Sensei the fox. was not enough for no. me to believe he could run a fucking forest. I mean, exactly. If he's like descended from wolves, then wolves have a lot of instinctual, like, they don't need to be taught as much as mm. mm-hmm. like humans do we are dumb little squidgy yeah. shits when we're young we're very much blank slates yeah mm-hmm. whereas for most animals there's like a level of uh instinctual like learning where you they just kind of know how to do stuff mm-hmm. through generations of, of this so i fully believe that like him you know meeting sensei and going hunting in the forest kind of triggered that natural instinct because the film does sort of hint at it earlier when before he falls in the water he like grabs the mm, the bird yeah and it's like the first moment you kind of see of him not being a little fucking whiny crybaby yeah. yeah um sort of unlocks something enough yeah mm. and so I, I do sort of get it in in a sense of like i can believe that the wolf side has more development mm. than the child side yeah mm-hmm. whereas because yuki's ignored it she's more developed on the the human yeah. side and so the wolf doesn't really have any sway because it's never had the instinctual yeah. trigger i guess mm-hmm. um I mean, it, she sort of did when she was a kid. She just sort of repressed it. Like yeah. She sort of lost it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because as soon as she wanted to go to school, mm. uh, she kind of... She had that... Become one with the humans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she fucking turned into Matthew McConaughey, apparently. <laughs> I love the little rhyme she was she was singing, like, sort of throughout that first day. That so was adorable. Did you watch it dubbed? No, I watched did you it watch subbed. It subbed? Okay, did yeah. you watch it subbed? Okay, we all watched it subbed. Nice. Yeah. Um, this one didn't feel right to do dubbed. Mm, I did I've it for Lupin because I'm too used to it. Mm, I've seen it dubbed a couple of times before, but this time I was like, I want to watch it in Japanese because be different. Yeah. Um, Expand your horizons. Yes. <laughs> and what was it she sang? Uh, a promise. Piggy, promise, back- promise kept. Yeah, piggy back, promise, promise kept. No, I, think I think it's just mm-hmm. piggy. Is it Piggy Promise? Piggy Promise, yeah. Which I was Which like, is not Pinky Promise. Yeah, I was confused when, yeah. she, when she was like first saying the rhyme. I'm like, what? it's it's called Pinky Promise, which is very much a thing in Japan because a yeah, lot of okay. anime have 
used it. Yeah. Um, but not Piggy Promise. Piggy Promise. Which, it, it was still adorable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love when they first move into the house and you just see Yuki going fucking ape, ape shit. shit. <laughs> She's just <laughs> running around. She's like, it's slanted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I love the whole process of them sort of like fixing up the house and, mm-hmm. and kind of settling in, her trying to live off the land. There's something really nice about a lot of what the movie does in terms of like every character has their own development. I'd say Ami for his importance at the end of the movie gets a little bit shafted in that regard. Yeah, because yeah. he's very much just like the whiny little yeah. brother. I want to say, by the way, I think that might have been why the movie hit to me a little, because this sort of situation... Are of, you the whiny little I, brother? I was the whiny little brother, <laughs> while my older sister was very much the wilder one, mm. while being raised by mainly like my mom. So uh, that's I think that's partially the reason uh, why this movie hit me quite, quite a bit. Yeah. But uh, it was very accurate, I'll mm. just say that. <laughs> I, I wonder if the intention behind like us never really seeing Ami in the forest is because you know, we're, we're we're seeing a lot of the film through Hannah's perspective, mm-hmm. and so when it comes to Yuki at school, she'll have a bar for comparison. Mm-hmm. She'll have like this. She'll have that experience. So we're seeing Yuki go through it because that's the human side. We all have that you know experience of going through school whether mm. and and the 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 ups the downs and all the shit mm. that goes on whereas none of us know what it's like to be an animal and live in the wild yeah. so i wonder if they intentionally leave that blank because hannah makes n- no attempt in fact she does the exact opposite and she tries to draw him back from yeah. it despite saying before they move out to the countryside that she'll let them embrace whichever fucking side they want it's the, it's I, I think it's more just that mother instinct it is that mother instinct i get it yeah it's overriding that yeah. initial wish um so i i don't know if it's like that's why we never really see him hmm. being a wolf and doing wolf things when he's a bit older it makes sense i i get it from that point mm-hmm. yeah this movie is also really long it is i feel like if they added that it would be like a, th- a three-hour movie yeah probably and I don't think I could sit through this for three hours, yeah. I'll be honest. <laughs> Thing is, when when I was watching it, we got to the part where they kind of move out to the countryside and we're only like an hour in. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. wow. I want to say, I th- my main thought for like the first half of this movie was this is very much a montage movie. Because mm-hmm. like yeah. that first half, half is basically just a, a really big montage yeah. of like meeting the, meeting the dad and having the kids. Uh-huh until we hit like the actual story part yeah which is the second half of the movie uh-huh. i like that that's sort of told through the narration of yuki when she's older mm. mm-hmm. um and then like when you hit the other part of the film it sort of becomes more of a movie mm. um i think it's an interesting dynamic yeah. and and the way of the storytelling i suppose yeah and then it caps it off with like a nice little bookend of her being like i moved to school and i'm like Cool. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I will say when when it was just the sister being the narrator and like the, the like I know it wouldn't make sense to have two narrators mm. with like the brother, but I was sort of terrified that like where, where'd the brother go? What happened to him? Is he gone? Is I he wonder gone? actually. Now that I think about it, maybe that's why we don't know. We don't ever see anything to do with the brother in the forest mm. because now that I think about it, the the sister's the narrator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're we're 
half seeing the film from Hannah's perspective or half seeing yeah. it from the sister's Yuki's perspective. perspective. Yeah. So I wonder if that's why we don't ever see... Could, that would make sense. sense. Yeah. yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Because he has no... He he does have a story to tell, but because he embraces the side of the wolf, he can't. He can't tell. He can't, it he can't tell it. No, yeah. um, I don't think he really cares to tell. No, it to I humans. don't think he would, because <laughs> he sort of rejected that side. Yes, reject which, human, become, become wolf. wolf. <laughs> yeah, which I'm not sure. I like that. I, f- I feel like why'd they have to choose? Why can't they be both? I, I think that's sort of the. That's, I know that's probably that's going the against the point of the movie. I know it's going against yeah. the point of the movie, but like, there's a part of me that's like, why do you have to choose? Why can't you be both? Your dad <laughs> like, could be both. Yeah, the dad was both. Yeah. No, the dad chose to be human. I mean, he why was he a wolf both. when he had sex with a lady? Yeah, he that went out part, to hunt like, look. For oh, his and kids. that part would be an instinctual drive. Ah, okay. So that part he would have lost out to the wolf because mm. the parental instinct. Um, Still. Whereas he makes the conscious choice for the most part, which is he explains to Hannah when he okay. first shows okay. being a wolf. I guess also, that makes sense. They lose all emotional sense for the dad's death when they rocked up in a fucking trash wagon <laughs> yeah. and were like, this body of the wolf, trash! I mean, <laughs> it's sort of the point. That's sort of the point. Yeah. Like, to everyone else, he's just a wolf, wild animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, that's a very big wolf that wouldn't naturally be... They make it clear to say... That the wolves are extinct. Yeah, yeah. I feel like some nature conservator would be like, no, we want to study this mm. body. It's like, trash! I, I think you're underestimating the bureaucracy Yeah, that's Japan. Maybe. Like, those guys are just there for the job. They don't care. Yeah, they the are fuck. efficient, but also <laughs> kind of dumb at the same time. Or more just... Robotic. Robotic, yeah, it's probably the best way to put it. Sorry, Japan, I didn't mean to call you dumb. We're not calling Japan <laughs> dumb. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I fully believe that that, that would happen. Yeah. Uh, there's, just, oh, there's, that, there's a fucking wolf in the river. we got to gotta fucking put it in the trash. <laughs> You'd maybe get a comment of, hey, aren't there not supposed to be wolves in Japan? Oh, fuck it, whatever. There's one here now. Let's just well, get yeah. it. You must be fucking stupid if you ended up in the river. Yeah. I, think it's, I think there's also a part of, like, we can we're easily getting caught up in the perspective we have of the movie because how much of the average person necessarily would know that wolves are extinct in japan is my kind of like thinking behind it it's something you'd only ever come across in like either a textbook or just a neat little fact yeah yeah um it's not something you really need to know in your day-to-day life yeah that's it so i i can kind of believe that most people wouldn't really know the the significance of this specimen yeah that felt wrong. This boy. <laughs> <laughs> this beefy boy. <laughs> he is that woman. fucking massive, he though, as a wolf. huge. And they just put him in a trash bag. That's a full-on dire wolf. I don't even yeah. think... Did they put him in a trash bag? I thought they, they just... They put him in a oh, trash okay. bag. They, yeah, they, they compressed that fucker. Yeah. Because <sighs> they, they, like, yank him up by yeah. the, oh, like, yeah, strings yeah, of the yeah. trash bag. And I'm like, that bag... Was strong. Not, yeah. Yeah. Japan, what's in your what are your trash bags? I'm like, made can of? I import those? Yeah. Like, <laughs> probably not good for the environment. No, no. not at all. It's full rubber. Full rubber. It's, it's great for getting rid of your giant fucking wolves, though. <laughs> oh man. Ah shit, dead wolf, get the wolf bag. I didn't think we'd have to use it. But the day has come. Uh yeah, I'm 
I don't want to say I was expecting everyone to like it, but I'm a little. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed. How dare you? It's just a part of life. Like furry culture to me, it's just kind of weird. You gotta I push past the furry culture because it's got nothing to fucking do with it. When you choose to animate it like that, I think there's a reason for it. The the way I'll put it is as look at it as a bit of a Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, they chose because uh, having watched or, more not middle ground, <laughs> having watched a couple other Mamoru Hosoda movies, this man is obsessed with Beauty and the Beast because he full on one of his other movies, Bell, is like full on a Beauty and the Beast like story. I mean, the movie's called Bell. Yes, her character <laughs> name is Bell. It makes uh, sense, and she meets also in love a, with the beast. A, she falls in There's love with the dragon, oh. and then it's a beast. And, and in Japanese, I think it's called The Girl and the Dragon or The Beauty and the Dragon or something mm-hmm. like that. It's very much like a... The Girl with the Dragon Boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll, we'll cover, Belle. It's been on the podcast before. If you want to hear what I thought about it, you can go and listen to me talk about that with Kelsey. We'll cover it again at some point mm-hmm. in the future. Um, trio Refresh. Trio Refresh. <laughs> there's, there's a few films I want to do that with. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of look at it as a bit of a beauty and the beast thing i never mm-hmm. bring furries into it because i just I like mean, to it's the first thing i know when you, i just when you, like to pretend that furries don't exist i only it's ever hard to with this i, I tried look, but I can as just soon shut as they out. had sex i was like no it's it's no. the sex scene that I, I couldn't not but past that i was able to just no. why did you have to it? remind me that a furry actually is the person that introduced me to wolf children you're welcome oh makes sense though doesn't it yeah <laughs> I've Love. never ever connected it. Live with your sense of furries yeah. before because I just watched it as a film about motherhood. I think it says something. It's good that you don't think about it. It's good oh, if yeah. you can watch it and not have that thought. Be, I have just been cursed. To be fair, ninety nine percent of the film is that. It's just that one percent. It's just that. It's that one scene. <laughs> That no. you're hung up on. You're no, very hung up on that, that one scene. scene. It's the fact that they chose a middle ground between human and wolf. I don't get it with issue. the kids. I don't get it with the kids. I, I get with it. With the kids, it's cute. Oh, oh, no. you mean you don't get it like what? Okay. I yeah, get, yeah. I, 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 I like it with the kids. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I think they're fucking adorable. Yeah, like, yeah. As, as, as little shits. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not an oxymoron. No. <laughs> <laughs> I understand completely. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all kids are little shit, but that doesn't mean they're not adorable. Yeah, as well. Exactly. <laughs> I don't fucking like kids, but in this movie, they're just like so fucking adorable. Yeah, yeah. Um, Everyone and I, needs a hug. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's that sort of very smooth transition they have of like turning them like when they're hyper emotional or or, or whatever. Um, like when she shakes her head to hide her ears and stuff like that I, I think that's fucking cute and then when she's like running around she'll like go past the door and then come back as like a, a the the little i don't know if you call it puppy what is a baby wolf called i, I, I mean it they're definitely going with the puppy aesthetic yeah. so i just went with that but because there's there's a scene where a cup. they're setting no, a cup that's, no that's, that's a bear that's or a lion. Or a lion. Yeah. Because um, there's a scene where they're all sitting in the house after it's sort of like finished being done up and Hannah's just, not Hannah, Yuki just struts up and and will form and they're like, Is that a dog? Did you get a dog? Yeah. And, and, yes. and Hannah's just like, Yuki. Yes. Yuki. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just runs away and then like comes in the back door as a human and then does it again. Yeah. And I'm like, I fucking love this. <laughs> she just fucking with them. Little shit. 
Um, it was sweet. It was. Sweet. Yeah, I, I really like this movie. Yeah. Nothing to do with furries, though. No, I understand. It's just you're innocent enough not to know. No, Innocent. no, 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 I am not. I have seen too much cursed shit on the internet, especially to do with furries, like, for it to be called innocent. You can't call us innocent. No, you but, know what we've like, talked about. I am chronically on the internet. Mm-hmm. I've seen shit. I'm yes. not innocent to this. I've also Still, seen I just have shit. a part of my you brain. You can turn it off. I can't. Yeah. That's, the that's a you problem. Oh, it that's is. A, yeah, a you yes. We can hide it. I will not. <laughs> um, what a film. Yeah. Maybe because it's just not a very relatable situation. I think it's not well written. I was, I was, gonna, I was, I I was about to I well felt written. physical. <laughs> <laughs> I think to me it was just less of a relatable story, but that. So I. I mean, you're I not a mother. <laughs> yeah. For one. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's. A situation as like their family dynamics is so different from mine. I didn't oh, necessarily yeah. Yeah. feel it as yeah. relatable to me. I don't want to say I could get this from the perspective of the son because I haven't. I'm not a wolf. <laughs> I don't feel any relation to that. But from the family no, dynamic, exactly. early on, I, I understood that completely. That. I think I sort of like can see it from a mum who's trying her best. And, mm-hmm. um, if my mum actually sat down and watched this movie, I'm sure she'd like completely get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she, that's that's not gonna happen. Yeah, from your perspective and family dyma- dynamic, I it's can, just very different. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can kind of get it. <laughs> they, could be li- think, they could be listening in. Let's not go on. Yeah, I'm trying that. to be vague. Um, I do think it's very well written. I I wish there were a few more hints in the beginning as to why they could move. I think they needed one or two more. To me, there are quite a few. Got- yeah, yeah, but still, like those reasons could have worked if they were just annoying fucking children. She was, th- she was threatened to get kicked out. Yeah, but still, because like, it's very much against most apartments in Japan's contract for pets. For pets. Yeah. pets, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if it's like the owner of the place you stay, like the landlady or whatever, mm-hmm. that says, "Oh, you can't have pets." I I assume that's the landlord. They they te- oh, they like... usually live in an apartment somewhere. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and in the building, at least, anime yeah. has led me to believe so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how we know about Japan stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but like, also, child protective services come around. Oh, there's that point. as well. Yeah. Which um. They totally should have still come round when they were living yeah. out in the the. Yeah, it's not like you can move and people are like, "Well, this must be going great." Yeah, now. you can't hide from them. Like she fully doesn't put either of them through preschool. They they just straight up start attending. The question is, yeah. did she register her children anywhere? Well, apparently, if Child Protective Services are showing yeah, exactly. up, yeah. How? How would she do that if uh, she doesn't go to the hospital? I mean, you can still do that minus hospital. That's th- yeah, There know, is a thing such as home birth. I know it's yeah. a thing, but still, why would she register them if she knew she, they weren't going to go to school? I mean, I don't think she knew Yeah, I think she was, was all just sort of up in the air. I don't think she planned everything out. Yeah, one big point she is was well, sort of living the husband day to day. should have told her more stuff. I mean... He knows. He grew up as a fucking wolf child. I, he I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm thinking he maybe didn't tell Hannah anything because he was expecting to be able to teach them himself. Yeah, basically, the, because he expected to live. Yeah, exactly. Again, it's a conversation you should have. How should we raise our children? You should have the conversation before you have your children. I mean, I one of 
Yeah. The first one the, was an accident. Yeah. yeah, but still, I actually feel like both of them were accidents. Probably. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, like I think they got away a fucking condom. I don't think the condom would have fit if they were going in that way. Like if she, yeah, let's not get into that. We're not getting into it. when you. I feel like just when you have a child, you're gonna look at it, what's preschool. Am I gonna send them to? You'll discuss. Do I want to go private school? Do you want to go this one? This one that's further away. They never, ever. He dis- dies when they're literal infant. Yeah, yeah but. Yuki is like one or two. Uh-huh. That's a whole year of conversations. They they've had the time. You're talking to about have. school though, but yeah. they wouldn't have had that until no, she was like three, four, ready yeah. to go. You don't think you talk <laughs> Quite a about while that? Off. That was a weird. You don't think you talk about it, it before the few months that have to go? Uh, I, I fucking think, wouldn't. <laughs> I think not to, not to expose myself as a possible future bad dad, but I don't think I would until they're like two or three. Yeah, you, know, you move. Do you know you think of your location? Oh, do we have to move? Do we live close enough to schools? They should. Have I, I think I we're, know. I think we're looking at like a significant cultural difference. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I'm not gonna pretend to know how <laughs> yeah. the Japanese school system works and and how it goes. You go about getting your child into Japanese school, or mm. even how Japanese parenting works which i'll be honest doesn't really it looks kind of grim from the outside <laughs> really <gone. laughs> yeah, um from a western point of view please plan more <laughs> i don't think it's a, for a lack of planning and and i'll be honest looking at hannah and, and the dad and this they are better parents than most anime paints parents to be mm-hmm. um well i mean yeah in most anime there are no parents th- there either are no parents or they're you know horrible parents parents. that's Uh, neglect (laughs) if they're there they usually serve the purpose of being a downright horrible person um Mm. except in rent a girlfriend where everyone is a horrible person except the fucking parents (laughs) anyway we're talking about whatever yeah um (laughs) yeah i i feel like it's possibly like uh maybe it's a cultural thing in that you don't necessarily talk about how you parent a child. Yeah. Maybe. You just sort of do, do it. Or, I, or maybe, just maybe. He expected it was, to not die. Or it was to further the film story There's along. That too. Probably. You're, you're, just, yeah. Mm. You might just be overthinking it. But yeah. again, one scene talking about it would have been enough for me to be like, oh, well, of course. Mm. Duh. I think you've also got to remember that he was like working to to make money for them yeah, yeah. and he was working a lot like he left them yeah. quite a bit yeah to like survive where she didn't have to work for like quite a few years yeah it's pretty yeah. good yeah mm-hmm. the fact that that she didn't need to move out of there until what like three yeah, years Yuki, after he passed yeah Yuki that's was pretty about decent because three yeah yeah because rent in japan is probably is like not cheap especially in a city like I, I assume this was Tokyo. Yeah, it was some big city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Describe it as like a town when she moves out, but... It's not a fucking town. It's not a town. how humble city people can <laughs> be. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I feel like we're going on a weird direction. Yeah, we're here. going in places. Yeah. Uh, will we just call ratings? Yeah. Unless anyone has else, anything else they want to bring up. I think Unrelated so. to furries. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really think of anything... Uh, there's just a bunch of little moments that are popping up in mm. my head that don't really fill in a discussion I liked first hit getting into the house and like Hannah make, making the house up mm-hmm. first going to the conservation place oh, with yeah. Ame that was sweet 
the school stuff. It's just, it's a really, it's a nice movie. Mm. It's just a really nice movie. <laughs> cool. Uh, we'll go I can to... see you smirking at the furry stuff. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll go to scores, Molina. Why do I have to go first? Because you're Windows. probably the outlier. 5.5. Oh, I can, I can right the story. You are going to ha- That is like the hottest fucking take we've ever had on this this podcast. You're welcome. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have conflict. What can I say? Because this, I, I think less so than some of the other like big anime movies this this mm-hmm. was definitely one that like pierced the veil and made yeah, it yeah. to sort of like some extra public attention and it's very well highly regarded i just think i understand if it if i felt like it related more to me and the story resonated more i would have 100 percent given it higher i'll be honest i, I don't think it. most anime fans can relate to this yeah. <laughs> no, but still, that's, that's have, my you anim- have you <laughs> met <laughs> anime fans well, yeah that's my point <laughs> okay. Wrong. Um, <laughs> I respect your opinion, but it's Thank wrong. You. <laughs> Do you want me to go next? You can go next if you want. Straight ten. Straight ten. Straight wow. ten. I was, I was, con- I was torn. But now that you've given it a ten, yeah, I'll give it a ten. Straight as well. ten. It's. I was, it, I was it, looking no, I for bad. justification <laughs> of not giving it a ten. It feels like it just it earns it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we've never watched anything where I've given it. A straight 10 so far mm. like personally my innermost feelings like galaxy express mm-hmm. straight 10 sorry i just hit you melina no. <laughs> um straight 10 but like critically nah yeah if i'm being more objective maybe a, a nine or an eight mm, i'd say maybe 8.5 yeah, for me. yeah like if we're looking at it critically if we're looking at it and like how much i fucking adore this movie yeah 10 10 10 got got re- got rating is 10 how do you do like a uh, an average again? <laughs> do you add it all up and, and then divide, divide it by it the amount? Of, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I I understand giving it a ten. Yeah, I yeah. I can understand it for my personal viewing and yeah. understanding. <laughs> so <laughs> my sorry. comprehension. Yeah. So we landed on critically an eight point five, right? Yeah, yeah. The average score eight point five. It all works out. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Uh, so that is 25 and a half out of 30, I guess, if we're doing the Fumetsu <laughs> way of doing it. Which um, feels right. To yeah. yeah. So yeah, thank you very much for listening to this very strange episode. It's quite went, an episode, wasn't it? We went from it? giggly stupid stuff to family. <laughs> we went from Ibiza <laughs> to... There was caramel dancing, there was a beheading, there was furry sex. This episode had everything. Yeah. It's a little bit of everything, a little bit for everyone. I wish I had used this in the highlight reel. <laughs> <laughs> for the VT. Yeah. The, viewers um, aren't, the listeners aren't going to get that joke, no, but we no, do. No, we do. Uh, yeah, so... Come back next time, Please. I guess. <laughs> Maybe it'll be more sober yeah. <laughs> you still got that alcohol huh? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it'll be more wild who knows yeah um who knows? <laughs> i really gotta fucking figure out an intro for outro for this even um this has been your host yeah i've been your host Ron Torrance, as always joined by sean and melina i don't know why i'm getting easy uh, listening radio here one of them one of those guys was me <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah uh we, we've talked about wolf children and lupin third dead or alive uh come back next time where i don't know what i or we will be talking about because i never do um it's always woo. fun when that happens yeah <laughs> goodbye bye-bye for now bye.